You hear that, Lane? What? It's the winds of change. Mm, it's the winds of change. <laughs> Come on, Gar. We've just, just changed our name. That, that, that's it. Yeah, well, it means a lot to me, okay? I mean, it means a lot to me, too. So, uh, shall we schwa the brand new roll call? Yeah, let's schwa that brand new roll call. Eiji Tsuburaya, the man who created something from nothing. Godzilla, Ultraman. But when those who don't give his franchises enough credit, these podcasters will do it justice. For they are... Kaiju Sentai! Ultra Ranger! Lover of all things, Ultraman. Ultra Yellow Cancer, gone. The other son of Goliath, Ultra Pinkcaster, late! Spreading the love on one of Japanese beloved franchises. Kaiju Sentai! Ultra Ranger! Shrek! Wow. Especially all the visuals. I didn't know that I was the other son of Belial. That's that's, that's that's pretty interesting. I know. It's like you came up with it in like five minutes. Hey! I'm thinking about that all week. I'm trying to... Anyways, welcome everybody to Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger. Episode 51. Yeah. Or is it episode one? I will just say it at 51. We'll keep it consistent. Yeah, we're going to keep the consistency here. So it's confuse, episode 51. So we don't confuse ourselves in the future. No, but we might confuse people in the future being like, where's episode one of Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger? All I found is Ultra Ranger. So, yeah, like, much of our show is not going to change. It's just, like, facelift. kind of facelift, a bit more visuals, visuals uh, done by uh, Bluecaster Ichi. Yep. So, thank uh, you, sir. A big round of applause goes to Mr. Bluecaster Ashida Azil and Dreamcaster Global Soft Perka for doing the artwork. Yep. It's cool how, for our designs of our, uh, like, Ultracasters... Mine has a more hasty look, while Gar's has a more show look. Show! Sure. Because, like, he, he, he likes the old school Ultramans, and I like the new ones. Mm. So. <laughs> I like the old show ones. We got all our we got all our Ultraman vinyls displayed here, so I got my Belial G, Dino, and Victory, and then my 80s coming in soon. And I have my Taro, Juggler's Juggler, Zafi, Ultraman Zero Beyond, or Origin, and Royal Mega Master. It's funny, the first time we talked about, like, Juggler's full name, Juggler's Juggler on Cast Ranger, we all laughed our asses off. We're like, the Juggler! The Juggler! The Juggler wants to play too! The Juggler! It was very funny. So, so of course, since it's a rebranding, we got booze. Because, oh, right. you know, it's not a milestone at Ultra Ranger unless we have fucking booze. You just wanted an opportunity to drink, didn't you? Yeah, well, I always like to have an opportunity to drink. Mmm. Oh. oh, even Ichi's celebrating. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I hope good we got that. <laughs> good friend. Um, so yeah, so we're we're very excited for this new rebranding of our show because we want to expand on it. You know, improve. Make more money. Well, makes make any money. Make any money. <laughs> that's our that's our motto. Kaiju Sentai <laughs> Ultra Ranger. Want to make any money? We got to make the money. Money. <laughs> no, no, no. 
Um, but today, uh, in this episode, we are talking about Ultraman Rube Episode 5, Goodbye Icarus, and Episode 1 of Ultraman X... X! Uh, 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 triple X! Starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> My god, just imagine Ultraman X voice by Vin Diesel. Daichi. You gotta... You gotta fight those kind of kaijus. But yes, we are also talking about Ultraman X, Episode 1, A Voice from a Starry Sky. Starry Sky. But uh, we got some new, we got some quick bit of news to talk about. A little bit of news. And uh, speaking of Ultraman X, uh, Ken, uh, Kensude Takahashi has announced that he is leaving his acting agency. Oh, just like Herb. Yep. Uh, just like with the actor who played Guy Takahashi has announced that he has decided to cancel his contract with his agency. Uh, Takahashi has previously been known to play as Daichi Ozore. The character who transformed into the titular hero of Ultraman X. His blog will be closing soon, so he is altering ev- oh, he is alerting everyone to follow him on Twitter. Cool. I'll follow him on Twitter. And we finally got some Ultraman Rube shirts. <gasps> There's the that, spaced out yeah, one. Yeah, this world shirt, and then. Well it's, well, it's spaced out. Oh, yeah, spaced out, and then... Achoo! And then we got the shirt that we saw in episode five. Yeah. The, you know... The tooth is out there. The tooth is out there, and I'm like... I, like, just was like, come on, dude. Yeah, uh, so far they're all Ushio's shirts. Oh, and... they, there's even a basic Quattro M shirt. Ooh. And we also have uh, Katsumi's and Isami's jackets. Oh, that's cool. Wonder if I wonder if they'll release like the uh, design for like the baseball uniform that like his dad was just like. Oh, no, God, that's lame. Stock, that's lame. <laughs> what, Daddy? Oh, what? Look at one of these stock photos in which it's a female wearing jacket. That brings, you know, what that actually brings up a good idea. What if Rosa and Blue? All those siblings, what they're like brother and sister. Hmm. That would have been cool. Yeah. I would have been happy with that. Uh, so Katsumi's red jacket will go for 19,440 yen, and Isami's blue parka will go for 14,040 yen. Both are scheduled for shipment in September 2018. And these. And both of these are screen accurate. Yep. I want that freaking... Uh, each shirt runs for a small, so for a US it's extra small. Medium, which is a small. Large is a medium, and XL is a large. Okay. So, I'd have to get an extra large shirt. Yeah, same. You know, large? Are you large? Oh, right, XL, sorry. Yeah. Backwards. Damn it, me. I'm allergic. I get, I get, uh, spaced out shirt. Hmm. I like that one. There's also a shirt that says, My Mother, Vibe School, which is the purple one. And the Quattro, yeah, the Quattro M shirt. Bless me. I had the Makuju, which is the black one. Mm-hmm. And the last news story for this episode. Oh, God, no! Yeah. No, I want to look, I'll take my glasses off for this. I want to look at Leo and Astra. They're ugly. Yeah, it's Ultraman Leo and Astra. 
but it's also about Koichi Sakamoto. Mm-hmm. Yes, apparently Ultraman Leo was a inspiration for him when he was a child, Aww. or how old he was when the show aired. <laughs> okay. Uh, the se- which there's a bit of a history of Ultraman Leo about how the series struggled for ratings and it was forced to adapt elements and hope to strengthen its ratings. Elements include the introduction of a new Ultra character, uh, well, not Ultraman, Astra, simply Astra, a massive cast overhaul later on during the show's run. The series later became a fan favorite, thanks in large part to the rebroadcasting 1978. Wow. Koichi Sakamoto, who has directed various Power Rangers series, as well as shows like Ultraman Jeed, Kamen Rider Forze, and Juden Sentai Kyoryager, was inspired by Leo so much of the action seen in Ultra Fight Victory. Hmm. Uh, Sakamoto was Sakamoto was met with great cheers at the event after announcing he would like to make a new Ultraman Leo series. The cast joked about what sorts of things the series would have and that Gen Ontoya, or, or Tori, uh, would be infected fighter due to his old age. It's a fight against old age itself, joked Sakamoto. <laughs> Huh. Oh, that's cool. He got inspiration from Ultraman to like do like work like this. Mm-hmm. Um. So just quickly, we also t- we talked about an extra cast ranger, but I just thought I'd bring this up just because it's kind of something Ultraman related. So, sadly, uh, Unsho Ishizuka uh, passed away. So he was like the Japanese voice of Professor Rogue, Joseph oh. Joestar, Larry Zuoger. but he also voiced uh, Beatstar in. Ultraman Zero special we watched. Oh yeah, a battle for Beatstar. Yeah, that was he was Beatstar. Oh, so yeah, so very, he, very small role, but yeah, so yeah but uh, it was it's, it was very shocking and unfortunate because like he's done so much good voice work and like he'll he'll be missed severely. I know I know I'll miss him a lot because I I love everything he did. Jojo. Yeah, he did jo- old Joseph Joe Star. He did Larry and Zuoger. And no. yeah, he was Heihachi and Tekken. So, yeah, he was Beatstar. So, good job, Zero. You killed Beatstar. Bastard. Well, that's it for news. Pretty short news week. Oh, we don't have 45 minutes to talk about for news. Yeah. Damn it. It's actually kind of good because we'll have a lot more to talk about with X. Because that's the first episode yep, of the show. So, let's do Ultraman Room. Ruben! Yes, episode five. Goodbye, Icarus. So it seems this was sort of an Isami-focused episode because it was kind of like about this girl that he knows in school, but like they they have a thing for each other. You can tell, like you can honestly fucking yeah. tell the chemistry that was going on between them. Yeah, there you, were sparks. You can kind of see what Isami like. Isami kind of had a thing for her, so he didn't really mention it, but he did. And she was like, eh. what? Well, they never flat out say it. It's just like... Well, because there was like a part where like she's like, she's like, oh, I'd like to build, like, when I build like flying machine, I'll build it for two. One for, like, build it for two uh, two seats. And then he was, he's like, I'd like you to come with me. He's like, I'd love that. Yeah. So I guess we should talk about this girl that he likes. Uh, her name is Yuya 
Ninomiya. Ninomiya. Um, also, apparently, Sami's nickname for her is Icarus. Well, no, that's what everyone calls her. Oh, yeah, everyone just calls her Icarus. Based off, like, the Greek uh, hero who built a pair of wings out of wax and tried to fly towards the sun and then... Melton felt his death. Yeah, felt his death. <laughs> but I did notice something, though. Uh, with the subs, her name is still Yuya, but is with two U's. But if you look at one of the tackle boxes in her lab, it's only spelt with one U. Hmm. So it's Yuya. Okay. Or it's Yuha. Yuha. So Yuya. Yuha! <laughs> yes. Yuha! In which she studies practical application of artificial muscles and exoskeletons. And she makes flying suits. Apparently that means she loves to fly. Yeah, she was like trying super hard to like be Nabby from Gokaiger because that's what her suit. Well, excuse me, that's what her suit reminded me of. With the wings I could fly, wanna fly. <laughs> I won't go safe. You have to give me a hand. Lane. Oh, that, uh, that's very funny. That's a serious. <laughs> um. So yeah, like at uh, one point, uh, yeah. So like we get to learn more about her and stuff like that. And she's like, she she's cute and like you know she's very dedicated to what she wants to do. So like I I respect her a lot for it. And she's she's a fun character. She's cool. But it was funny. Like there's a part where like Isami's like helping her out with something, and then like just like Katsumi and uh, Asahi Asahi come by, and I just pretend like Isami's just like, oh god, it's brother and sister here. What should I do? Just act natural. Just, just look away, pretend you don't see him. Hey! Nissan! Nissan! Don't you love your brother? No. Uh, I despise him. I don't know why we share a twin size bed. I don't know why we're both Ultraman. What was that? Nothing! <laughs> just. Just accidentally just pulls it. Actually, that's a good question. Do Isami and Katsumi share a bedroom? No, I think they have separate bedrooms. Are you sure it's not like Step Brothers where they're both laying in the back of each other? Let's crush each other. The bunk beds were a very bad idea. Why did you let us do that? <laughs> um, and then the, they're at the they're back at the Quattro, and um, all of a sudden, Eisen shows up. A shirt so bad, even I wouldn't buy it. Man, why didn't we get him to write our roll calls? Yeah, really. <laughs> Oh, it just honestly like this man's growing on me. He's fucking awesome. He's getting crazier. Yeah, well, no, it's not. He's getting crazier. He is crazy. He just hides it really well. Well, well, he's showing it more. So he walks in and then he sees a jacket hanging up and then he decides to want to buy that jacket for a shit ton of money. And what jacket is it, Gar? It's Kurenai guy's jacket. It's literally Kurenai guy's jacket. Oh, well, guess you're right. I saw the prop. Wait. Would you call it a prop? No, it's Guy's actual jacket. Yeah, it's, it's, a, a, it's a prop. It's a costume. I wonder if Guy kept, like, the like Guy's actor kept the jacket. I like to think so. He probably got kept the or- Orb Deco as well. I feel like if I worked on, like, a Tokusatsu show, I would at least want something. Oh, I would too. I would definitely just be like, I want to steal this. <laughs> What happens to the Quasar Sabers? The what? Nothing. <laughs> Just reliving the plot of the show. Um, 
Yeah, so he like gives them like a check for like a shit ton of money. We don't see how much money. How many? Like probably like six orbs or more, I'd say. How, how many rupees? How many orbs are in that? I'm gonna check. I have two hundred rupees. How much is that in American? Buck fifty. A buck ten. A buck ten. Um, yeah, and then like as like they're all like arguing over like oh should we actually like take the check or not like that he plants like. A cookie-shaped listening device in a plate of cookies. It's not a cookie. It's the self-destruct button to the TARDIS. <laughs> TARDIS, yeah. bang, bang, Daleks, boom. All right, fine. It's a jammy dodger. <laughs> it's really good. That's why I actually have it in the notes. Uh, where is it? Uh, yeah. Jammy dodger. <laughs> it's a jammy dodger. That, those are good cookies, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get Peak Fringe jammy dodgers. They're really good. Um... Yeah, so he plants a listening device because, like, obviously he knows that fucking Isami and Katsumi are Rube, Rosso and Blue, so... So we just, like, cut to him. He's just, like, on the rooftop of his building and just, like... With... Or some building. No, I think it's on his building. Or remember, Eisentech has a giant skylight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he's on a building and, like, he's sitting with a cup of tea and, like... And, like, he's just like, that's delicious! <laughs> He says in English. And, like, Darling, like, Darling, who's this, like, little floating, like, drone robot, just, like, serves him his tea by, like, dropping, like, a tea bag into the cup. And I'm just, like, this I, guy. I did like the interaction with Ushio, like, their father, and uh, Makoto. Mm-hmm. He's, like, because Makoto walks in, and he and he tells uh, Ushio, he's, like, wow, this place hasn't changed in 15 years. And Ushio's, like, yeah kind of helps me to remember that if Mio was still here. And he's like, ah, oh, Mio Minato. Ah. Oh, lovely woman. Ooh, that jacket. Yeah. Just guy's jacket. Like, that does... Mm. And, yeah, so he just starts listening in on, like, Katsumi and Isami just, like, talking, and I'm like, I'm like that's smart. It is like, smart. this is a villain that's just, like, knows yeah. who our heroes are. He and will use technology... To get to get to closer, gain, yeah, and gain information. Like that's fucking great. Because what did Kay and Juggler do? Mostly just hit around them until they actually want to be seen. Yeah, really. But no, Eisen Eisen's a very smart villain. I gotta say. Yeah. Um. I. Hmm? Uh, before we continue, I at least do want to say the editing between the scene that starts after uh, the opening to like. To the scene with the Jammy Dodger. Mm -hmm. Or, not scene with Jammy Dodger, but... Uh, two more scenes later... As Asahi picked up the Jammy Dodger. Trying to take a bite out of it. She thought it was just a joke and she tossed it into the garbage. Mm -hmm. So, that next five minutes or so... Yeah, roughly five minutes. It was all, like... It felt like everything was edited out of order. Yeah. Because it's like, one scene they're at the park help, uh, helping uh, Yuha. Uh, Yuha with the with the flight device. Mm -hmm. Then it's back at Quattro M. Then back at the park. Then back at Quattro M. It's like, why well, am I feeling all the park scenes should have happened at one time, and then all the Quattro M stuff was after. Yeah. And I even noticed, uh, Isami was also wearing different shirts. During the scenes when he was at the park. So it clearly means a couple of days go by in this episode. Yeah. 
Well, it probably just means he's been listening to the, on to them for like a few days. So I don't know. Like that, that's the bad thing. Like we were get good with a sense of time for a while for a few episodes, but now it's kind of just like I don't know how much time. Yeah, since episode three, this. The one thing with Star Wars that I always have a problem with, we have no sense of time, especially in episode three, because, like, Padme's pregnant, and then how much fucking time goes by from when, like, they rescued Palpatine until the final confrontation of Mustafar? We don't fucking know. It could be nine months, could be a week. Like, we don't know. Um, well, now, why don't we just ask George Lucas? No. Um... Yeah, so then, like, she bites the, the fake cookie, and then, like, Eisen's like, oh, no, no. Yeah, like, apparently, biting on the cookie equals high-pitch sound. Well, yeah, it's, like, b- pitch of, like, someone biting into a, v- biting into it. So, yeah, th- no, that would hurt. It's like, it's like, when, no, it's like in those movies when, like, someone has, like, a listening device, and then they realize it's a listening device, so they just go, and, like, the person's listening, and they step on it, and it goes, like, Wee! and they're like, ah, so, th- like, that's why. Can you bite any harder, Mikey? I can still hear us here. <laughs> ah. Um. So then, like, yeah, so, like, Isami, like, or Yuha asks Isami to, like, at one point to, like, be his assistant, or her assistant. And, like, I, I didn't he, notice when he broke, but... It was some sort of, like, hinge. Maybe? Was he just, like, fiddling around with it and yeah, it broke? Yeah, oh. because he mentioned Ultraman and then... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. It's just like, by the way, that was $200. 200,000 yen. Yeah, 200,000 yen. Oh, no, that's $2,000. Shit. For a hinge? They're college students. They can spend it on their OSAP. I guess so. Even though OSAP doesn't exist in any other place in the world. Right. Um, but yeah, so then, um... Quebesa. Oh, yeah, so, it's fucking hilarious. Like, Eisen, like, he just, like, summons him. It's just summon, summons him. So, yeah, this is, like, the same bird monster that was in Orb, but or, in Orb, he was Mega Basser. Yeah, so it's confirmed that the race is called Basser. Yeah, so this is a different Basser. You basser! You basser! Basser, basser, basser! Bart! Basser, 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 basser! Bart! Basser, 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 basser! That's great. Um, so then, like, what's funny, like, you saw me and Katsumi actually, like, think of a really good excuse. It's like, alright, we'll pick up all of your your stuff, you You take Asahi out of here and go, 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 okay. We'll, We'll clean up your shit. Yeah. And so then, yeah, this is, like, perfect opportunity. They transform into Rosso and Blue. Which, I kind of... We're five episodes in. I think at this point now we should just have, like, a side-by-side transformation sequence because it's practically the same thing. Yeah. I'd prefer that. Hell! I'm shocked that they haven't done that. Yeah. Hell, when Katsumi was changing a crystal, it kind of just, like, was, like, so that crit... And then just, like, cut to him, just fully transformed, like, changed color. And I'm like... That was, like, abrupt. So, like, that was kind of lazy, I thought. It was kind of, like, cut cut out his sentence out while he was saying it, and then just, all of a sudden, oh, he's red now. Or, no, oh, he's blue now. So. I, I feel like now editing your audio to be, like, choppy. God damn it. No. Um, yeah, so then, like, so I was funny, and then, like, they 
summon a bunch of wind or whatever like that, and then like I guess the wind crystals like stuck in like the ground. So, so yeah, it got buried thirteen or thirteen hundred years ago. Okay. And which they predict it's the wind crystal because of all the high winds on the ground. Yeah, in that area. That makes sense. I don't know. Um, said so they're fighting, and then like uh, Rosso and Blue think of the idea. It's like, oh, okay, let's like I'll shoot the ground with water, and then you use your fireball attack to like make it steamy, so it like rises up uh, the ground, and then they do it, and we get this awesome shot of just like the the wind crystal like in the air and then just like it's all cloudy and foggy and then you just see like blue like come out of it. but for a second i thought it was actually orb dark like you see his hand like all you see is a hand come out and then once you see the horn it's like oh okay it's ultraman yeah but at first i thought it was orb dark and i was like oh shit like we're getting like a teaser of him um and then yeah it's the tiga crystal which gives uh, the wind ability. Yep, Ultraman Tiga multi-type. Yeah, even though it should have been sky-type. Well, but... sky, it's blue. You, you kind of don't want to make two crystals blue. That's true. I think that, I just think that would have made more sense. Well, they, they, they're thinking more of anniversary-wise. It's like Taro's 45th, Genghis 5th. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiga, let's get something. 22nd there. anniversary? Yeah, it's been 22 years since Tiga. Wow. 1996. Um, so then he transforms into wind. Yep, Ultraman and, Blue Wind. And it's pretty. Like, I even liked when he was transforming, like, into it. Like, it was like a purple tornado, and it looked really, really cool. Like, I like yeah. the effect. Enshired by wind. Purple glay. Yeah, and or gale. Or purple gale. Yeah. Um, and then he, uh, yeah, and it's pretty. Like, the purple looks really nice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice, nice shiny purple. Uh, we saw in the vinyl figures for the winds is that it's a much lighter purple, mm-hmm. but we did see the figure of Ultraman Blue Wind, mm-hmm. and it looks gorgeous. Um, and then we just get this amazing fucking just like camera work where it's just like it's just blue, like like the camera guy got like right up close to where like blue and bosser were like fighting close to first part like it's kind of like a first person point of view yeah like it, it goes into first person at some point so like we get this like awesome shot of, like him like kind but, of flying and then you see like rosso like flying ahead of him and stuff like that and what i liked about that fight scene was how it didn't just straight cut to first person you see the camera pan into like the fight so it's like it goes from a third person point of view it pans in front of Blue, and then it becomes a first person. Yeah, and like we see him using the slugger and stuff like that. It's just it was it was really well, like interesting camera work, and I don't think it's ever we've ever seen that before. Yeah, it was good video videography, uh, like cinematography. Cin- yeah, it was yeah, good cinematography. Um, film G- uh, again. And, and then we get now like, they went to film studies. And then, and then we get a thing that we, like you kind of rarely see in Ultraman, where it's like, or at least in the TV series, where they're fighting in the air. Yeah. Like, they're, they're flying in the air, and they're... Like, this This honestly reminded me of the first episode of Ultraman Orb. Because, like, you know, there were high winds. It was a bird. There was Mega Basser. And, like, it was giant tornadoes. And, like... The only thing we were missing was a car. Yeah. And, like, Yuha's, like, flying in the air because she's, I guess, taking advantage of, like, it being high winds so she can experience flying. Either that or she got stuck... Or either that or she got stuck in the tornado. Well, your fault for wearing a wingsuit. <laughs> so... Second, she's not fly. She's not flying. She's falling with style. Mm-hmm. 
And then, um, so then, like, he, uh, Isami remembers, like, a thing that Yuha said to her before, uh, said to him before, where it's, it's like, oh, you know, always look in the direction the wind's blowing, and, like, you know, you'll go faster, or something like that. And so, so he just... He goes in the opposite direction, the tornado, to break it up. Makes a reverse tornado. And it was really cool, like, you just see him, he spun like a Superman, like, just spinning it, around the earth. It is a bit odd that the space archaeologist wouldn't know how to stop a tornado on his own. Space archaeologist, not a weather weatherologist, whatever the fuck it's called. Radi- Radiologist? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. We don't know. Here, we at Ultra Ranger don't know actual professions. No, we only know how to make podcasts about. Th- those uh, wind t- people. About tokusatsus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we made a joke before we started the episode where you have like. Wow, you guys are wearing the same colors as as Ultraman, like looking at Isami and Katsumi. It's like, yeah, we, we we're really love them. Big fans of them. Big fans of them. Yeah, we do a podcast about them. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, they defeat Basser, and like I they, like it. They literally shoot him out of the air. Yeah, and then like they blow him up, and you just and you actually I like this in the explosion. You see like feathers. Like, you actually saw, like, actual feathers in the explosion, so I thought that was a nice little addition to the to his death. In which, um, we also get the name for, uh, the, uh, wind, wind form's final attack. It's called the Storm Shooter. And I liked it. It was a nice, like, simple, like, purple ray attack. Or, but... sorry, Storm Shooting. Yeah. And it's... Storm Shooting! Um... And then, like, we find out that Yuha, uh, oh no, we get this awesome shot of, like, Yuha flying, like, still flying in the air, and then just Blue goes up beside her, and, like, you can see, like, the, the scaling difference between them, and she's like, oh, nice to meet you! Well, she's not, like, she's not waving, because if she waved her hand, she yeah. would go, well, she's going, nice to meet you! Yeah, she would could do a complete nosedive. <laughs> but apparently this is a reference to Ultraman Tiga. Oh, I don't know how, since I've never seen Ultraman Tiga, but I'll take the other Ultra fans' word on it for, because they've probably seen Ultraman Tiga. We all need to see Ultraman Tiga. Um. And then the episode just ends kind of oddly, with Eisen putting on Guy's jacket, and you hear rip noises. He he, he ripped the jacket. <laughs> Quote unquote, rip the jacket. You don't really see any tears in the yeah, jacket. Yeah, well, Eisen's a very tall, slanky man. Oh, did you see the sleeves up, like on his arms? It was like, yeah, cut. It was like right where his wrist is, and then it's probably like two or three inches down. Yeah, he has lanky arms. Yeah, he does. Well, it wasn't it didn't fit him. He was like forcing him on, and then he like gets the bass. Like uh, I guess Darling picked up the basser crystal and like brought it back to him, and he puts it in his big case because i feel like he's compensating for something because <laughs> like they have like their little mini cases and then you know what they say about men with big feet men with big cases and then just big socks and then he just does this thing that just blew both our minds how we both whistled. Yeah. But yeah, he just whistles the Orbnika theme. And we're just like... This guy knows something. How do you know that song? Where did you learn 
that from? Alright. Does he have Guy locked away in a basement or something? Alright, I have three theories. Okay. Theory, theory number one. He's an alien. Mm-hmm. Well, Dottie's an alien. Yeah. Theater number two. Theater. Theory number two. Theater two. <laughs> Sorry. I'm... Don't bring work home, guy. <laughs> Don't bring work home. Do work at home. But uh, theory number two, he cannot age. So he's probably been around for that for that amount of time. He's part of guy's race. Yeah, he's part of guy's race. Or number three... He is Naomi's long lost brother. Yeah, we just love it. It's just like, it's like, oh, so you know, you know, Ultra, you know, Ultraman or, or like guy, even my brother in law. Yeah. Actually, that would be something cool to see. It's Naomi's mom shows. No, 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 just characters from previous Ultraman seasons in this universe, like in like said shows universe, but it's not them. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's them doing something else. Oh yeah, so it's like an alternate. So so it's kind of like how I want in, like, in the main Power Rangers universe, have the RPM Rangers show up, but it's not actually them. Yeah, it's just them in this timeline where mm-hmm. Benji's They're more like Go On Sure. <laughs> They're all happy go lucky. Yep. Um. But yeah, no, so this makes Aizen a really interesting villain now because we we now can establish that, that confirm that he's, like, obsessed with Orb. Like, he has, like, this huge, like, addiction and fascination with Orb. He has his crystal. He apparently transforms into Orb at some point. He has, like, a device that kind of resembles the Orb ring. And he has Guy's jacket. So, obviously, this guy's had an interaction with Orb at some point. Or at least, like, Guy. At least Guy. Which, if Guy shows up in this show, that's gonna be fucking awesome. Because Guy did show up at the end of his show, Ultraman Orb, Orb Chronicle, where in the final shot of that, uh, in his show, you see Katsumi and Isami walk right past him. Yeah. So, it could be confirmed that Guy is in this universe. So, who knows? This might be a... Eisen might be a guy that... Like, person that Guy interacted with, like, before during his, like, travels. And, like, you know, his time is Orb. So we, we don't know. Hopefully more answers will be... Will finish, co- finish, come to fruition. Finish that ten-part plan, Subaraya. We want that. We want more. I feel like if... We want Morb. We want Morb. <laughs> Let's tell you. Yeah. We want Morb. Oh, man. There we go. We want Morb. But I will say... That's morbid. <laughs> it's morbid. Um, but I will say, like, Aizen is turning out to be an interesting villain. Uh, I, I, I'm really growing on... He's really growing on me. I cannot fucking wait for Orb Dark. Or, sorry. Orb Dark, Noir, Black Schwartz. Well, I'm actually... Shark that you knew that you remember that in the correct order. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. Overdark's cool. I love his. I just love the simplicity of his design, and just like I can't wait. Like I, I want to get the vinyl figure. I want to get that orb. Neo, uh, orb ring Neo. Yeah, orb ring Neo, and honestly, I might pick up the figure for him. I, I like Orb Dark. It's fucking awesome. All right, the figure. 
Yeah, but that's a Tommy Nations. I don't give a shit. I won't get that. I, I still need to get the G figure art. I, yeah, I need to. I still need to grab the Jekyll's Jupiter SH figure arts. Uh, but yeah, no, this was a cool episode, and like, again, I love that we're like learning more about our villain, so like, I, I cannot wait for her when, or Dark fucking shows. I really like how, uh, I kind of like the side character of the episode, Yuha. Yeah, I liked her a lot too, she was really great. Like, we didn't really talk about her that, uh, that much in this discussion, but she does have her own backstory. Yeah, and uh, we do find out that she's now went overseas to study, but she because, does plan on coming back. Yeah, because apparently her parents are stupid rich and don't like her how or they don't like how she's at a middle class school. Yeah, they want her to do something bigger. Better. Uh, they want her to go overseas, go to a prestigious, uh, high like a high, high class school. High class school. Yeah. Not high school, but high class school. Mm -hmm. And they already signed her up for an arranged marriage. Oh, I didn't think Japan did shit like that. That's what Isami said as well. He's like, people still do that? I mean, that's kind of like a thing in India that they do. But, huh, interesting. So, but yeah, no, she was a really cool side character. I and mean, kind of, hope we see her again. Hope we see her in maybe like the later, like near end of, of Rube. Maybe she'll come back for the holidays. That'd be nice. Yeah, right around Christmas time, she'll come up, and, like, she'll come back and be like, hey guys! Then we got a scene where, where uh, she and Isami are underneath the mistletoe or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, well, let's get into our new series. Oh, yeah. Let's get into our new series for Ultraman. God damn it. Let's get into our new series of Ultraman. Apparently, there is a car that has a jet attachment. Like, at first I was like, oh, okay, they're flying a jet. And it's like, no, 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 no. That They're in a car that has a jet attachment. Did you not see the little uh, uh, um, plug-in? No, no, I didn't. I thought they were just flying in an actual jet. But no, it's a it's a car that, that attaches to a jet. They have two other cars that do that as oh, well. Oh, for fuck's sake, of course they do. Anyways, so yes, here we are starting the very first episode of Ultraman X. Or the 2015 Ultraman series. Yeah, or as Garlic's call it, uh, Digimon with Ultraman. It is Digimon with Ultramans. And I gotta say, I'm fucking kind of excited for this now because I forgot that uh, my, my favorite kaiju, Gomera, is... Oh, yeah, sorry, that's what we also forgot to mention in next week's fucking room. Mega Gomer is in it! Oh, can I see? Yeah. No, fuck you! How dare you! So, yeah, because, like, 
I like it's kind of me like I love Gomera like as, uh, as just like I like Slowpoke like I don't just like I love Slowpoke and I love Gomera but I like everything that's like attached to him so like I love Slowpoke I love Slowbro I love Slow King and I love Mega Slowbro so it's like a Gomera like any iteration of Gomera like Gomera Mecha Gomera Cyber Gomera so I don't know if there's any other Gomeras maybe Pizza Gomera oh uh, there's just a Gomera made of pizza. There's a uh, Greymon. Greymon. Yeah, apparently Greymon was a inspiration from Gomera. I can see it. Oh, and that's why I, honestly one of my favorite ultimates was Metal Greymon because he was fucking Giga Blaster. Giga Blaster. Um, but yeah, so what's awesome to know is that Gomera is kind of a plot device for for X, or at least at least the first episode he is. Uh, he does. He does kind of show up a bit later on. Cool. Like, it's just, like, ever since Ultraman Zero, like, the first movie we watched, just, like, I saw Gomera because, like, uh, Ray was using him, and I was just, like, I was, like, I just, like, I like the simplicity of, of this kaiju. It's just, like, tail, horns, yeah, and, dinosaur. And, and, like, burning, oh, yeah, burning Gomera, that's the thing. Oh, right, the full-on red version. Yeah, burning Gomera's fucking awesome, too. That's, that's why, I like, I like burning Godzilla as well. So, yes, our story begins in the year 2000, actually. Yeah, and there's these two marbles, and, you know, they kind of show up in space, and... Marble madness looks kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but we get this awesome, like, thing where, like, kaijus are just, like, kind of just sprouting out all over the world and just, like, destroying shit. Like, ancient artifacts known like, as like spark dolls. Like, in Paris, India, freaking, like, it's, it's awesome. You want to know the weirdest thing as well? Hmm? I looked into this. Every kaiju and alien that showed up in that quick, uh, quick montage, mm -hmm. all from the original series. Oh. Well, except for one. One of them was from Ultra Q. Okay. But still, almost all of them were from the original Ultraman series. That's neat. Apparently, this Ultraman X is the hidden anniversary season. There are a ton of callbacks to other shows. Oh, maybe maybe Super Roger Six Forty Nine is an important number. I don't know. Maybe 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 they were leading up to the fiftieth anniversary. Yep. It is going to feel odd that once we're done Ultraman X, we won't have any other shows from the two thousand tens to watch. Ooh. Well, time to get started. Yeah, I guess we're getting in the nineties. Nineties and up. And when we're done that, we will need to watch have a month though for sure where we just talk about like, like you know like that reboot of Seven that you said that's apparently really bad. Oh, Ultra Seven X. Yeah, I kind of want to. Maybe we'll talk about that as a feature topic while we're talking about X. We'll just talk about any other Ultraman <laughs> thing that has just the word the letter X in it. Okay, so we're talking about Ultraman Max. That's an X in it. it. Does next March? That's what I want to do for twenty nineteen. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah, these two, like, weird orb things are flying through space or something, and Which, then, like, one of them just, like, shoots the other into the sun. It's a callback to the very first episode of Ultraman, where Ultraman and Bemular, they were flying through space, and they were just giant balls. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember that now. Okay, ah, clever. So, which, the Ultraman known as X, but he doesn't... Apparently, he doesn't get the name Ultraman X until the very end of the episode. So, but yeah. for simplicity, it's just Ultraman X. Yeah. Ultraman X tosses 
the kaiju into the sun, which causes a aurora borealis around the earth, mm-hmm. awakening the ancient artifacts known as spark dolls. Ancient artifacts. This confused me on so many levels. Because, you know, I thought... Because at the end of Ultraman Ginga, all the spark dolls left Earth and went back into space. Jeez. It wasn't until later on in the show where they confirm X takes place in its own continuity. Oh, it does it? Yes. Interesting. So that's why there are still spark dolls around. And that's and that's why, like, they've never heard of Ultraman before. Yeah. Okay. I like I like those shows. I like the Ultraman where just like Ultraman's not a thing. So it's, it's like, like what is that? Oh, it's nothing we've never seen before. We'll call him Ultraman. It's kind of like in Power Rangers, you know, when they don't care about continuity between seasons. Oh my god, it's the worst. But uh, in order to deal with the attacks from kaiju's and aliens, the World Nations commissions a special defense unit. Called Zio. Come in, Linda! Zio! Or in Japanese, it's Geo. Yeah, that's also how you kind of say it. Power Zio, you say Geo. It's time. But Zio. Like, Zio is an acronym for Xenon Invasion Outcutters. Now, Gar, what was the thing you noticed about this show that apparently it has that kind of almost did with Ginga S, but a bit more? So you know how I mentioned in Ultraman Ginga S, a ton of the characters didn't really do a whole lot? Mm-hmm. At least there were roughly, like, what, five characters uh-huh. all together? Yeah. Since the show is called Ultraman X, they decided, fuck it, we're going to add ten characters to the team. Ten side characters. Well, nine side characters, including Daichi. One of, them, one of them played by fucking Taiga, a.k.a. Kamen Rider Snipe. <laughs> yep, the actor who plays Kamen Rider Snipe and is And then uh, Dr. Maki's their captain. For, uh, if you don't know Dr. Maki from O's. Tachibana from Amazon's, which is weird because there's a shot I saw where he's standing there. And then there's a woman whose character name his is... His co-captain. Yeah, his co-captain. His name is Tachibana, so I thought that was really fucking weird. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and then we have Asuna, who's the uh, Kiriko of the series, because, let us see, this aired the same year as Drive. It did. It, it's, it's fucking Drive. So, our main character, Daichi. Daichi. Da- uh, Daichi Ozora. Mm-hmm. His backstory is the ones like GoBusters. Yeah, like, legit. Full-on GoBusters. Parents were scientists. Uh, his dad went to go save his uh, went to go get his mom in like an office building or something. House, uh, not the house, the building itself gets digitized somewhere, and then he's orphaned. All all that remains to him is his mom's headphones, and his dad's Gomra spark doll. Yep, which he like keeps pretty close to him, and like he talks well, I, to it. Well, I, I would, too, if that was the last thing I had of my parents. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, it's like my blue bear that I really cherish, because my brother gave me that the day I was born. Mm-hmm. So, it was his blue bear, but it's my blue bear. Um, yeah, and so then, like, later on, like, Daichi, he's a part of Zio as well, and, He is um, a part of the lab division, yeah, like, the, sci- the research division. Yeah, so he doesn't really have any combat experience, he kind of just does research. But then we get introduced to these two scientist characters, which... Already, 
So much better than Tomia. So there is uh, Ryu T- Takada and, and Mamoru Mikazuki. And they're already better than Tomia. <laughs> like a thousand times better. So that's a. No. Honestly, that's like actually a thing I really like in movies. Like, I love in... Like, have you ever seen Get Smart with Steve Carell? Yes. Like, remember, remember the two scientist dudes? Like, there was, like, Jonah Hill and the Asian guy? Like, a, ever, a, a bit. It's been a while since I've yeah. seen Get Smart. If you watch the movie again, like, you'll see Jonah Hill and, like, this Asian guy, and, like, they're the two, like, kind of, like, test people who make, like, the gadgets and stuff. That, that's what I like. If you're... In, in shows like this or movies, like, it's always good to have two scientists. Like, two... Like, in uh, Pacific Rim, freaking Charlie Day and the, the British guy. Like, yeah. they'll... they'll good team like always put scientists in pairs because have two scientists because then they work off each other better Vulcan Skull Vulcan Skull like yeah Tomia he was just one dude he was bland he was boring like I did not give a shit punk ass bitch (laughs) yeah like the only exception I could see in was in Drive with Rena like in Drive Rena she was like literally two people in one per in one body, and she was an amazing character as a scientist. So, so yes, our main character has the origins of a GoBuster. Mm-hmm. His Ultraman partner, Ultraman X, is just uh, his name is escaping me. The belt in Comrade Drive. Oh, uh, Grim Steinbelt. No, Grim Steinbelt. Yeah, Grim Steinbelt. And he has the gimmick ability of Comrade Guy, where he arms changes. Yeah. Um, but we see that they're researching to summon Cyber Gomera, so they actually have the card, and Cyber Gomera is fucking awesome looking. Well, they didn't Holy sh- shit. They didn't show him off all the way well, in this episode. We saw maybe 67% of them. 65? Yeah, 65% of them. But, like, I've seen a full-on picture of him and stuff, and he looks fucking awesome. So, more or less... The research division's goal is to try and create their own cyber kaijus to fight against, you know, other kaijus. Which, that's cool. That's a smart idea, because, like, in a world, in a universe where Ultraman's not really an established thing... Maybe humans have to defend themselves? That's a good idea. So that's that's really cool. So, like, they try, he tries, Daichi tries something, like, so he, like, he has the, um, X to... So, so, the device is called the Zeo Divisor, mm-hmm. but when X takes part of it, it's now called the X Diver. Okay. X Divisor. Yeah, X Divisor. Okay. Yeah. Which I find odd because it's already in the Ultraman colors, red and silver, mm-hmm. but then the Ultraman X changes it to yellow. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, don't make it the I mean, colors of your franchise. Maybe that was just the Easter egg. Totally Easter egg. Um, yeah, and so, like, and, like, it has, like, a computer AI, like, a female voice, computer voice, and, like, I actually like it. It's, like, it's a consensus, and, like, Cyber Gomera. Cyber Gomera. And, apparently, like, the toy has a shit ton of stuff in it. Like, so much. Like, apparently too much. It has so much fucking, like, voice, voice work in it. Imagine taking every single kaiju in the Spark Doll line and doing audio clips for it. Still, that's impressive. Like, I think I remember when I watched Kazo's video on it, it was like a 25-minute video of just, like, doing all the different shit with it. That's crazy. I, I would like to get one of these, because I actually like this device. It's pretty cool, but it's, like, fucking, like, $100. Because it comes with, like, three cyber cards, the device itself, and then the... The, the vinyl the, for... The X-Spark doll. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so they tried something, got Cyber Gomera, something, it, like, glitches, and it doesn't, it doesn't, they're only able to summon, like, 65% of it, and then, it was sad, because, like, you see it, like, kind of collapse while, like, disappears, I'm like, no! Turns into, like, cubes and just falls apart. Yeah. And then, like, at one point, like, Gomera starts, like, shaking, and, like, it's, like, reacting, and, like, Kodachi's like, Gomera, what is it? And he, like, like, uh, scans it on the divisor to, uh, like, get some information. See? Yeah. Which then he keeps hearing a uh, voice saying, Unite! 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 Uh, which, that leads us to the start of a new kaiju. Not just in the show, but in the franchise. Ooh! Yes. I, I always like original ones. Yeah, it's apparently... Like, it's like Gregory. <laughs> apparently the director demanded for a new kaiju for the season premiere. Good on him. Yeah, because... Supervised like, hmm? Like... I don't know, I can just see it being like, wait, you want us to use a kaiju that everyone already knows? Yeah. Guys, let's just do a new kaiju. Do we have the money for it? I think so. Let's check. Let, let me check the bank. Whoa. Yeah, we got the money. Yeah, no. You can tell Subaraya got a fucking lot of money. You know what? You know what's probably why? It's probably because of the movie. Because the movie was really good. And, like, the budget the budget for the Ginga S movie was fucking impressive like holy shit that you have to you have to remember ginga ginga s and x didn't air by themselves no it, yeah. they were a part of the ultraman anthology series mm -hmm. so while those shows were when ginga ginga s and x go on hiatus mm -hmm. there are clip shows going on throughout the rest of the year yeah so which they're still promoting old content mm -hmm. but it's still new to some people Mm-hmm. But still, like, in, like, in the first episode of X alone, like, the budget shows. Especially, like, when, uh, we got, like, so what's, what's the new kaiju's name? So, the new kaiju's name is called the Molten Iron Monster Demega. Demaga, yeah. Uh, Demaga. And he looked awesome! He reminded me so much of Godzilla. Yeah, especially with his fucking, like, atomic breath that he had. Like, he had, like, it, he shot, like, this kind of, like, well, because it was, um... Actually, you know what? It looked like he was firing, what? like like the like solar flares, because you came from the sun, right? You want to know what the attack is actually called? Mm -hmm. Fireball eruption. Yeah, and he was from he came from the sun, right? Because he got tossed into the sun. Does that, that makes sense. Him. Oh, that wasn't him. No. Oh. I at least tell you this: what X tossed into the sun more powerful. Fuck, it right. took X everything to toss Even him into the body. Sun. Yeah, X loses his body. Yeah, um, but no, for for an old new kaiju, this one's cool. It, like, it, I like this one. Like it feels, remin like it feels, uh, not similar. Like um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's nostalgic. Yeah, in yeah. a way. Like if it looks, it feels like it's an old, like it's already a kaiju we've seen before, but then it's not. And, like, the destruction it does is cool. Like, the shots, like, we get this awesome shot of, like, like, it's just, like, it's kind of like a camera guy, like, looking, like, up at Damaga, yeah, it's, and it's just, like, doo, doo, like and he's, stomping. Like he's, like he's stomping through the city. Destroying buildings. People are running and looking at it and stuff and screaming and stuff. And it's just, like, wow. Run! It's Godzilla! No, due to technical copyright, international copyright laws, it isn't. Still, so we should run like it is Godzilla! No, it isn't. Ah! I'll never stop making that joke. 
That should be a thumbnail one time, just those two guys. You know what? I think it might be this week's thumbnail. Okay. Yeah, let's have them with Ruby Rosa Blue's head. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're still keeping to it. If we don't, if weeks we don't talk about Rube, we will have an original new thumbnail, but every time we talk about Rube, we have to have it. Mm-hmm. Two people, a pair of something, with their heads. Um, so then, yeah, so then, like, Daichi goes with Asuna, who, um... Oh, well, no, who are the other two guys? So who, who's Snipe and the other guy? So the other guy is named, get this, Wataru. Yep. Uh, actually, if I can scroll down to find their names... Uh, I mean, okay, so it's Wataru Kazama mm-hmm. and Snipe, uh, Snipe's actor. Oh, Wataru Kazama. Oh, Kazama. Mm-hmm. And the and Snipe's actor's character is Hayato Kijima. Uh, okay, Hayato. Okay, Wataru and Hayato. I remember that. There's actually an episode where they get into a fight over a girl. Oh. Yeah. Huh? And we actually get to hear Snipe sing. Cool. Yeah, I saw him smile in this episode, and I was like, Tiger doesn't smile? That's weird. Wait, he doesn't have a streak of white hair? Oh. Oh, it's not the same guy. Not the same guy. Actually, it was later. Actually, it was later. Actually, like, two, three years later. Two, three years later. Yeah. Good on him, though. Hey, like, that's he, a good he upgrade. Got to show, he got to show up as a side character in Ultraman, and then became a common Rider. Like... If we see him in the Sentai, then he's went. He's come. Well, no, he has to be now Sentai, and Sentai, and then Metal Hero, and then. But Mega Metal Hero. That Metal Hero. They are with the Space Squad series. Which is, I think that's what they're kind of trying to do. They're trying to like get people hyped for Metal Hero stuff again, and then they'll be able to release an all new Metal Hero show. I, I at least do like how they're releasing Metal Heroes on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Except for that North American release of Just Beyond. That makes zero sense. Why not just release it on DVD? There is no Blu-ray remaster of it. You watched the first episode, right? Yes. How was that? Yeah, I'll talk about it later. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Garstoka Vlogs. Yeah, we'll talk about Garstoka Vlogs. <laughs> <laughs> or Garstoka Vlogs. Oh. Um, yeah, so... Uh, it's, so yeah, so Daichi ends up going with Asuna, and like I, I like her. Like she's kind of like she's like this really like tiny, tiny woman, but like she's like like really short stuff, but she's very tough. Like she reminded me of Kiriko from Drive, which like it's funny. Like they're like Asuna, and she's like that's Officer, Officer Asuna. So, Officer Daichi, come in, Officer Daichi, yo Daichi, get off your fucking ass, um, and then. I, I like their suits they have, and then they have like body armor, like they like because you saw when like Daichi was doing like his research, you could see his body armor was like hung up mm-hmm. uh, behind him. It, it kind of reminds me of uh, like they all look like people. Uh, they all look like members of a paintball team. <laughs> yeah, does the work paintball armor? Um, yeah, and then they have like these biker helmets or whatever like that, and then like so they go into the city and they're trying to like you know find out what's going on, like research more on the mon on the kaiju, and which like they're like okay, it's an, it's a, based off like an ancient mythological beast from like ancient times. Apparently, a warrior of light defeated it. Yeah, and then like they're I was just like who gives a fucking shit? Like that's not gonna help us now. And then um, so then like uh, Demaga's about to like kill Daichi and like and then. Uh, he gets saved by X. And, like, just right on the spot, transforms him into X. 
Too bad he's afraid of heights. Yeah, no, but you know what? That's fine. I always say in Toku, I like when like a guy gets his powers and he doesn't know what the fuck to do. And he's scared out of his mind. Like, like it clicks in for a moment, being like, wait. Yeah, it's like when for when like Gintaro turned to Forza for the first time, he like kind of knew what he was doing, but he was very he was more so confused about what was going on. Guy and Koda was just like, what the fuck? But like, and then Drive, he just accepted like. Oh, I can do more help if I transform to Kamen Rider? Cool. I'll do it. Where it's like in Ghost with, with his uh, Damashi. Hey, go away, oh, go away, go away. I should stop believing in myself and just should have trained more. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Um, and then, yeah, so he's like afraid of heights. And you see him like, you see him like he's outside of X or whatever like that, like as X, and like you see X like just kind of like cowering against the building. He's like, like he's oh my god! Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you're not, you're not going to fall. You are... Like, tall! Oh! And then, like, he actually, like, looks, like, we see, like, a first-person perspective of, like, him in the Ultraman suit, and, like, he looks down, like, yeah. And, like, even, cool. even, even Demog is like, the fuck you doing? Demog is like, Ultraman! I'm a dinosaur. And so, like, yeah, and so, like, uh, looking at Ultraman X's design, he looks awesome. Oh. Like, it's a very, he's a very, like, honestly, he looks more futuristic than Ginga does. That's sad. That is kind of like I get it. Like he does look like Ginga does look like he's from the future because he has like all the glowy bits on him. Yeah. But like this one looks like it honestly looks like he was like a man-made Ultraman. Like yeah, like someone know. took like like it's like it's like Ultraman came to Earth and then like a human research group decided, hey, let's build some extra enhancements on you and just put like body armor on him. He does kind of look like a Megazord. Yeah, but he looks good, and I love love the X color timer. Like that's what that's what I love. His whole motif is about being an X, and, like, you can see when he does anything, it's involving an X. Like, even when he does his, like, ray attack, he puts his arms up like an X, and then the, shoots out an X-beam. The Xandium Shuttle. Yeah, and then, honestly, that really wowed me. Like, I thought that was a really impressive... Oh, how, like, he, how, like, he charged it up with his arms, and then he fired. And, and he, yeah, and just, like, the beam itself looked really good, and, like, how he launched it was awesome. Okay. So, Biggest thing that a lot of people talk about, though, about his design... What do you think of the headphone ears? I didn't even notice. Hang on, let me, let me look up a picture of this. The thing about X is that his ears look like headphones. Okay, let's see. Ultraman X. Love the picture. Uh, I'm fine with that. Like, it doesn't yeah. bother me. No. Again, like, I like his design. It looks fucking cool. It's incredible. Yeah. I can't wait for that figure part. I know, you're... And it comes with Cyber Gomera armor. Like, that's... See? Well done, Tomishi Nations. That's how you do a figure art right. Okay. Isn't he, like, the first Ultraman to have, like, actual, like, armor attachments? Like, I guess you could kind of say that with, with Victory, because he had, like, weapon attachments, but this one, like, he has, like, full-on armor and weapon attachments. I feel, I feel like it is a good progression from Victory. Yeah. Because, like, that was cool at Victory, but, like, this time, I think they took the concept of what Victory had, and then just, like, was like, no, we can do more with this. And then they did. And and I honestly feel like it was from, it was inspired from Kamen Rider Guy, because Guy's whole thing was about arm change, like, what armor change. Mm hmm X is basically just arm changing. Yeah, so then, like, he, like, so X is, like, telling him to fight, which, by the way, the, the voice of Ultraman X is uh, the same guy who did beat Jay Stag. Literally, BJ Stag is an Ultraman. Stagabuster. Stagabuster. 
one of the odds stag bus was silver. Oh. Um, he was destined to play ultimate. So, like, he told us Daichi needs to fight, but, like, Daichi's like, fight? I, I don't do that. I'm a researcher. I'm like, if you're a researcher, why are you wearing, like, the the combatant outfit? Sa- safe, safety procedures. Oh, yeah, I guess when he has to go scouting on the field or whatever like that, he has to, like, be protected. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I'll, I'll accept that. Then I, fi- I feel like every, every officer has one. Oh, yeah, maybe the two scientists were... Oh, too. they probably have padding. Yeah, they just probably have lab coats. They just—I think they were wearing it over their lab coats. Yeah, I like those two already, though. <laughs> like they—they—they they have good chemistry. I like them. See again, you're gonna do scientists doom in pairs. Oh, oh, you should see their teacher or their mentor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I'm excited. <laughs> um. So then, yeah, X just like. Well, I wouldn't say teacher. More like boss. Um. So then, uh, yeah, Walter and Hayato—they're in the—they're in their fucking car jet thing, which like. It's stupid but cool at the same time. It's, it's halfway between stupid and cool. So, um, like, so they're asking. Uh, okay, so the name the name of it is called the Sky Muscetti. Sky Muscetti. Come on, it sounds like spaghetti. Right. <sighs> sounds like spaghetti. 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 Um, so then they ask, uh, they ask the captain, it's like, oh, sh- can we, like, should we help him? Like, it looks, doesn't look like he's gonna, like, attack us or anything, and then he just says, yeah, no, go help him out. Wait, really? Yes! Yeah, so they distract Amaga enough to, you know, let him X get up, and then he starts, like, fighting him and beating the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. And it was cool, and then, yeah, he finishes him off with his X-ray, and... Zendium shit. <laughs> X-ray. <laughs> Or just have another one of his race, like an alien chibul, just come back. It's the same BA. <laughs> Wait, oh. oh my god, yeah. You know what that's gonna do? If you do, if you get episode like dubbed episodes of Altering Gig S, just get the voice of Patrick to do the voice. Oh Monsieur Mr. Bolsto. Sorry, I'll be obsessed with that. Uh, Ultraman X flies off and Captain Shotaro. Yes, his name is Shotaro. Shotaro. He's like, Oh, where's the Ultraman? It vanished, sir. It what? He's not on our system. We've never seen a classification of his kind. We should give him a name. No, he's an X. He's Ultraman X. Yeah, like he says that, and I'm just like, where did you get the Ultraman from? Again, reference to... Oh, the first series? Yeah, to yeah. the first... Because, you know, Hayata shows up and they're all like, Oh, what happened? Oh, the giant saved me. Oh, what's his name? He doesn't have a name. What are you talking about? Everyone has a name. Ultraman. Ultraman. His name's Ultraman. And that sounds like a fucking franchise. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, and I would listen to the opening... Opening's not bad. Yeah, the, I would say it's on par with Ginga's, like, Ginga's actual opening, not what Crunchyroll has for an opening. <laughs> That's his battle theme. Yeah, I've only heard, like, the actual opening, like, once or twice. Yeah, uh, it's on par with Legend of the Galaxy, but I feel like Ginga S's opening, uh, Song of a Hero, is ten times better. But yeah, it's, it's okay. It, the ending, though, with Ultraman X, uh, you, to unite 
uh, yeah, to unite with you. Uh, yeah, it's just to unite with you. It's like it's all right, but you know, what I will say though, listen to the movie version of that ending. It's more rock theme, or like there's more, like there's more going on with it. Mm-hmm. It's more upbeat. It's like, yeah, we're gonna take this guy down. Fuck two guns. And the, oh yeah, there is the uh, Daichi's. This is the series that started off the whole analyzation. Yep, where you get like, oh, here's the monster of the week. Yep, so in which it's Daichi's Monster Lab. That sounds like a toy that you find at the drugstore. It's cute though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can I get uh, Daichi's Monster Lab? In which Episode it, one, please. Of course, they talk about uh, the Mega and the Cyber Card for the episode Ultimate X. Now, okay, that's the thing that bugs me. So, like, okay, I get it. We just got off a of game guy. You still kind of want to do the Spark Doll thing, but like, you have a card of Ultraman X. I think like it's cooler to insert a Cyber Card into the X divisor instead of like just putting a Spark Doll on. It's kind of it's kind of dumb. Oh. Well, I, I kind of like that. Like, I like the card thing. Mm-hmm. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. But Subarai doesn't just want to, like, I feel like the company itself, Subarai Productions, they didn't want to lose that yet. They still wanted to keep the Spark Doll, like, train going. That's probably why. So, like, that's why I'm, like, not going to hate them super much for it. But just, like, for me personally, I just think... The card thing like, a bit like better. It's still selling. Let's keep Yeah, let's it. just keep the Spark Dolls going. Like, let's, let's let people have a full set of, like, Spark Dolls. Yeah, and then after Ultraman X, they did change the Spark Dolls to just be regular vinyls. Yeah. And, um, and who knows? This is probably where the Fusion Card concept came from. Oh, for sure. Like, with Cyber Cards. Uh, yeah, so that was the first episode of Ultraman X, and... Honestly, looks great. Like, I'm so far enjoying myself. So it looks like it's going to be really good. Um, and so in celebration of Ultraman X, because uh, Gomera is the primary focus. Man, and I, I just, swear. I, I just bought a Gomera. Oh, my God. Why? Because I can. They're, like, cheap, like you said. I know. Hey, next week I'm probably going to buy Cyber Gomera. <laughs> then I'll have all the Gomeras. Are you sure you don't want to get what next kaiju, uh, the next kaiju to show for the Oh, next? God, so next week's episode of Ultraman X, apparently fucking Birdon comes back. My favorite kaiju. Fuck Birdon. Birdon's fucking stupid. Fucking, fucking, just fucking Be- testicles dangling from his face. Beware the pecker. His pecker. His pecker. <laughs> Yeah, apparently a lot of people loved the, our thumbnail for that. Oh, it was... It's like, I told you, I wanted you to do a pixelated censorship, but, like, I didn't say that specifically, so you just put, like, the censor bar, but apparently uh, Northcaster liked that. He thought mm-hmm. that was funny. So. So, yes, this was Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger, episode 51, We Want Morb. Uh, oh, yeah, and our thumbnail is going to be... It was originally going to be, like, just Rube and Rosso and Blue, and then we just have, like... Uh, Yuha's Icarus flying in the background, but then with Navi's head from Gojo. And then we just, like, we were watching Robot Chicken stuff, and we just found this one image of just Grover and 
Oscar the Grouch. It's just like it's a meme. Yeah, it's a, it's a meme, but we're gonna use a thumbnail for this. So you know what? We'll use it for the for the YouTube thumbnail. Okay, yeah, we'll use it for the YouTube thumbnail. We'll use it for the YouTube thumbnail. Yeah, but for the actual thumbnail for the Podbean thumbnail, we'll use um. It's the two guys from Austin Powers Old Member. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's Godzilla. So, yes. Uh, well, I guess schwa for now. Yeah, schwa for now. You don't have to do that shit anymore. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kaiju Sentai Alteranger. We appreciate your dedication to listening. If you have an opinion on the news or shows we talked about, leave a comment down below. Hashtag comments for Lane. If you want to check us out on other social media pages, you can check out our Twitter pages. As always, you can follow me at twitter.com slash You can follow me at twitter.com slash lane double underscore. For other pages, you can find my blog, Gar's Toku Blogs, on facebook.com. And while you're on Facebook, why not give Radio Sentai Cast Ranger a follow? For older episodes of our shows, you can find them at castranger.podbean.com. And we also have some merch, such as t-shirts and bags, available at tpublic.com. That's all for this exciting episode of Kaiju Sentai Ultra Ranger. Until next time, schwa for now! now.